Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we are doing something that means so much to me, and that's celebrating veterans, but not just veterans, veterans who are also entrepreneurs. Why? Because I want to really not only thank our veterans for their service, but I also want to highlight how many incredible skills that they have gained during their service to our country or to other countries. We haven't had anybody else who's a veteran from another country yet, but I bet you we can in the future. And my guest today is a repeat guest. And I'm going to tell you, I loved listening to him the first time. We could hardly get off the phone talking. Um, and we're going to have a link to his original uh, podcast episode as well. But I asked him then when I found out about his military career to come back with us for this month and tell us a little bit more about his service and what he's doing lately. And you're going to find out there's some changes. So here we go. Wyman Winbush is a multidiscipline problem solver, and he's also a self-professed polymath which I had to look up, but that means basically he knows a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff. He's also known as the wisdom broker. He has more than 31 years in corporate America with a little known company called IBM and 30 years in the U.S. Navy. Uh, along there, somehow he also put in 30 years in ministry, but I can tell you he must mix these all together because I know he's not 91 years old. And when you look at him, you would be really surprised. <laughs> we know he's not 91. He looks more like 41. But he uses all this experience to direct individuals and corporations towards the most direct path to sustained success. Now, since we last spoke, he has left full-time employment with IBM, although it sounds like they have uh, wrangled him into doing some of their global sales skills. So I bet you he can't leave forever because when you've worked that hard that long, nobody wants to let you go. And now he has started a consulting and training company called WRW International with his beautiful wife, Rosemary, who we are going to get on this podcast one day as well. Now at WRW International, they are committed to educating, empowering, and inspiring businesses and individuals to meet their maximum and divine potential. And with their over 40 years of combined business experience, corporate savvy, military leadership, community volunteerism, and spiritual insight, they are working to leverage their expertise to meet the needs of everyone they reach. Wyman, thank you so much for being with me again. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. So glad to be here. We had such a good time uh, the last time we chatted. I uh, just couldn't wait to get back. We did. We were just nonstop, like little kids, like we'd known each other forever. And it was so fun. Um, I'm so blessed because I get amazing guests on my podcast. And there's so many of them that I continue to interact with throughout the years. But you just had this incredible just aura about you. And then your beautiful wife started connecting with me on LinkedIn as well. And I just love her, her positivity and her messaging. Um, so today, to both of you together, you are like a combined powerhouse, but we're going to focus first on you. So Wyman, tell me a little bit about your military career, especially in the Navy. And when you look back on that, 
How did that experience help you to shock your potential? I'm, I'm glad you asked. I, um, I'm a graduate of the Naval Academy and my journey started uh, in the 10th grade when a teacher asked me, Wyman, have you ever heard of the Naval Academy? I had not. Um, I thought the Army Navy game was guys in the Army and guys in the Navy playing against you. I had not heard of the Service Academy. Needless to say, that question changed the trajectory of my life. Because I uh, graduated from the Naval Academy, was commissioned as an ensign, went to flight school. I was a helicopter helo pilot. Um, my first duty station was in the Philippines, uh, oddly enough, and uh, ended up in Jacksonville, Florida, where I am today. So the Navy had a lot to do with not only the uh, foundation of my career uh, overall, but where I actually live in because uh, I met Rosemary here in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. um, how does it shape my uh, career? Well, one thing you can't be in the military, regardless of what service, without knowing how to be resilient. Mm -hmm. um, it forces you to get out of your comfort zone. I'll give you an example. Um, Michael, I, I went to a Tony Robbins uh, three-day event, the one with the firewalk. Oh, yes. Yes. And so, you know, Friday night, you do the fire walk and across the cinders and things. And I looked around and there were people there who it was a um, pivotal moment for them because they had done something that was risky and daring. Mm -hmm. And for me, I had done damage control in the Navy with fires raging. I had done the Dilbert Dunker, you know, on the officer and gentleman where the, the, uh, the basket goes in the water, turns upside. I had done that. I had, you know, jumped out of planes. I'd done so many things in the military that the walking across cinders at night, the firewalk, it wasn't that it was anticlimactic or a just absolute yawner. It was that the military forces you, that's your start. That's a boot camp thing for anyone in the military. So I, I applaud my uh, brothers and sisters who served out there. You've got a lot going for you and things that other people are paying a lot of money to get. Mm -hmm. You got uh, compliments of Uncle Sam. <laughs> that just when you <laughs> talked about that basket in the water, I was having panic attacks of drowning. Uh, that's, that's pretty amazing, but you're right. I mean, that was just the start for you where was that kind of training to teach you how to handle difficult situations, to remain calm, to be diligent, to be resilient. So that is an incredible advantage to anyone in a business career or an entrepreneurial journey. Absolutely. You, you, they teach you how to, uh, react and respond, leverage the fight or fight, uh, syndrome. Um, to your advantage with allow, not allowing it to turn to a disadvantage by panicking. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, as an aircraft pilot, you go through drills and they teach you how to handle losing one engine, losing two engines, right? And as a helicopter mm -hmm. pilot, uh, you're hovering at 40 feet with the guy on the wire and search and rescue. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of things you can do, but one of the things you cannot do is panic. Yeah, it's panic. So when you get into a business situation and you're up against the wall, there's a lot of things you can do, but panic is not an option mm -hmm. because it marginalizes your chances of success are coming to an optimum outcome. And again, uh, compliments of Uncle Sam. I didn't have to go to business school to get that. 
<laughs> right? And, and a lot Tony of things Robinson. you learn, <laughs> a lot of things you learn um, in business or the course of the business career, you can lean on those core precepts and principles that you gained during your military training. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, so then let me take this another step because I know something equally and as important to you in terms of who you are is your spiritual background and your time in ministry. And, you know, we were talking just a little bit about it uh, with your wife's book that's coming up before we started taping, but you know, what role does that play in business for you in developing people and businesses to succeed? It's a, it's a great question. You know, um, one of the things I, I was telling someone um, a while ago, we have this discussion, I said, my conversation, my demeanor, my persona, who I am doesn't change depending on the venue. I'm not one person in church and a different person in the boardroom and a different person in the ballpark on the playground, right? And so that, that faith element is as much par a part of me as any other of my physical attributes. And, and one of the things that is most important is not necessarily what you can see as a physical attribute, but what you can't see mm -hmm. with regards to one's mindset. What's between your ears, that six inches there, your outlook, your perspective, a mm -hmm. uh, positive attitude, expecting great things to happen in spite of. And when things go wrong, right? I tell people all the time, I go, I'm, a, I'm a Romans 8, 28 guy. And, and what that says is all things work for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So on my worst day, when devil, think he's, devil thinks he's got one up on me, I find hope in that situation because I expect this, whatever this is, to work to my favor, oh. to work to my favor. And a lot of times you find that to be true because a lot of our adversity that we encounter it builds up our resilience to respond to it or similar circumstances in the future. Correct. If I've been knocked down and I get up and I realize, hey, it didn't kill me, I can survive. I don't panic the next time I get knocked down. Yeah. And when I face something that looks like it may be uh, a little bit treacherous, you know, uh, uh, in, the, in the future and says, well, there's a chance I might get knocked down. I look at what's on the other side of it and say, but what's on the other side is worth getting knocked down. Ah. besides the last time I got knocked down I got back up yeah and some people would turn around when they see that that or what's coming in before them but again um the same faith that got you through the last time is walking with you this time and yeah. there's a confidence there watch this all else equal same experience same assets same resources two people go out in the middle of the uh, arena to fight all else equal, the one that believes that someone bigger than him or her is with them will go to the battlefield with more confidence. Mm -hmm. And in an even fight, tail of the tape, everything's equal. The one with the most confidence will come out the victor most of the time. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love the fact, two things as I was taking notes, I love the fact you said, I'm an 828 guy. <laughs> I'm a Roman yeah. 828 guy. I love that. But you're right. It's that that moment where you're hitting adversity. You know, you you don't you're reaching the point where you're like I'm not sure I can keep going on. If you visualize what the win is on the other side of keeping going, it can give you that boost, that energy. Maybe that uh, maybe it's confidence or not, but just that faith 
Mm, that if I can yeah. hold on just a little bit longer, it's going to be worth it, even though it's really uncomfortable or painful right now. Absolutely. If I can just put my kickstand down for just a second yeah. on confidence, it's not confidence in me, self-confidence, but it's confidence in the God that I serve. Mm-hmm. I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. When, when, when in, the, in the story, you know, where, um, you know, the, the storm raged, Jesus, Jesus said, let us go to the other side, launch the other side. First of all, he said, let us. God will never tell you to go anywhere in business or otherwise, unless the us is capitalized because he's always with you. So mm-hmm. always remember that no matter where you go in business or in pleasure, God is in the boat with you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when the storms of life rage, don't do like the disciples. Hey, don't you care? The storms rage. We're going to die. Jesus was asleep in the back of the boat. Right. <laughs> and so, so things, what they forgot is, He's with us. Mm-hmm. And so we face the tribulations, trials, vicissitudes of life. We've got to remember we're not in the boat by ourselves. I don't care how big the storm is. Yeah. God is with us and he's bigger than any storm I can encounter. Oh my goodness. If Jesus is sleeping through it, I can sleep through it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so again, it's, it's not confidence in myself or my experience, my education, my connections, it's confidence in God. Yeah. And I, you know, it's interesting. Um, now I've been practicing meditation for nine years, I believe nine or 10 years. And I keep my little yoga dog back here yes. uh, just to remind me because <laughs> he makes me laugh, but he reminds me to breathe. And it's amazing how, as I practice just in those moments of stress, the breathing, then I find that peace again to start thinking about okay, you're not in this alone, or, you know, just trust the process, just keep going. And I think, you know, I, I, it, it's interesting to me as you, you see people um, who, whether you believe in, you know, the same way any of us do, or we believe differently, hopefully we all believe that there is something that is, there's a reason, there's a reason we're here. There's a reason we were put here. There's a reason we know what we know. There's a reason we interact with each other. And just being able to be clear enough to remember whatever that reason is to you, that there's, that there's that, and that's faith, but that gives you peace. Yes. And I I love the way you put it, uh, regardless of one's um, beliefs or belief system, but if you believe in something, I believe God does his best work Monday through Friday (laughs) on the battlefield. So when you said, well, how do you, how do you handle your faith? He's with me everywhere. I acknowledge his presence everywhere. And I expect him to make his presence known everywhere. Mm-hmm. Not just on Sundays or Saturdays when you go to church or synagogue, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. Yeah. But the testimonies occur Monday through Friday. You testify on Saturdays and Sundays. I'll say that again. Oh. The testimonies are birthed out of the tests on the battlefield Monday through Friday on Saturday and Sunday is when you testify Mm -hmm. about what he has brought you through. So I've never looked at it that way. That's an incredible, I'm like, that totally makes sense. I didn't even think of it that direction. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So your point, you're not alone. You're not by yourself. Right. And even, um, in a more general sense, you talked about the book that you're currently working on. 
right? And you you share that with people. And now, you know, somewhere in the cosmos, uh, my energy will, will lend itself to yours as I'm pulling for you to complete the book, right? Mm-hmm. And in other words, uh, there, there's positive energy that will go from me to you and all of those in your ecosystem who know what you're trying to do, their energy and prayers will will join yours towards a common end and common goal. Yes. Right? And so yeah, again, I there's another that. element right there. Yes. And by the way, with my novel, my friends and family are saying, would you finish that darn book? We're, we're tired of waiting for it. We want it. <laughs> so yes. I better start listening to them. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. But you have, you have a, you have a, um, a, a, a village of supporters, right? Mm-hmm. And, and again, the, the African proverb, we, we're, it's worn out by now, but you'll know it. If you want to go fast, go by yourself. Mm-hmm. If you want to go far, take the village with you. Right. Right. Choose, yes. Choose the members of your village wisely. Oh, Wyman, you're so wise. I love it. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Imagine starting a long journey without a map, or even a clear idea of the obstacles ahead. That's exactly what it's like for entrepreneurs who start companies with a lot of passion, but without the financial expertise to grow and scale their businesses and create long-term wealth for their families. Find a financial advisor who can help you map a better journey. Wayne Titus shows you how in his book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being. With the right advisor at your side, you'll have the freedom to focus on what really matters to you. Get the Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well-Being at Amazon.com and in the virtual bookstore on the Shock Your Potential app. And we are back with Wyman Winbush. And I love, I just love that. You know, the, the village of supporters is so important. And I want to use this as a segue into what you guys are doing right now with the clients you're working with, because I feel like you are now creating this moment where you're coming together for clients, whether it's individuals or businesses to help them uh, find, maybe not just find this village of supporters, but learn how to create their village. And I'm just making an assumption, but tell me a little bit more about what you guys are doing today with WRW. Yes, we're working. And it's just the essence of business is you have a product or a service that, that your clients need. Uh, and, and sometimes a client know they need your service. Sometimes you part of your process in your business is to educate them and enlighten them how their lives or their business could be better mm-hmm. uh, if they leverage what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. And so at the, at, this, at the centerpiece of our business is, is a client's uh, needs. And so when it comes to um, goal setting, or I, I'll give you an example. Just recently, um, I did a workshop for high school students who are going to college, right? And I, I reminded them about how important the what is. You know, Simon Sinek is very, very focused on the why is more important than the what. And imagine an 18-year-old going to college, all the reasons that they want to go to college, right? The parties, the pledging, fraternities, sororities. And they don't know really what the real why is. (laughs) They got a lot of whys, they might not be the right one. Yes, and so I asked them the why, because the sooner you have identified the true why, it's only then that you can chart a path that represents the most direct route to get there. 
-hmm. It's only then that you can recognize when you're off target or off path. Right. Right. You have to start with the end in mind. Sounds sound familiar, right? Mm -hmm. Stephen Covey, right? Yeah. And and so I, I tell them the purpose, and this ruffles a few feathers in the world of academia. The purpose of college is not to obtain a diploma. The purpose of college is to acquire a set of skills mm -hmm. that allows you to bring the most value to the marketplace. Yeah. The more value you bring, the more you get paid. Yes. Neurosurgeons bring tremendous value to the marketplace, right? Whereas someone who is an artist and not no knock on the visual arts or, or other art, because I love art, but I have, when I need brain surgery, I need it now mm -hmm. and they can charge whatever price. Mm. <laughs> art, however, I can wait till Mark, I can wait till it goes on sale. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so when you look at those things, if you're if you are in arts, for example, how do you bring the most value to the marketplace as compared to the other nine hundred ninety nine people in your thousand member class that will be marching across the stage on yeah. the same date as you with the same diploma? Yeah. You can't wait until graduation day to figure out how you're going to differentiate yourself. And so the Good purpose point. of the workshop was. What can you do in your freshman year that will allow you to put something on your resume as a senior that yes. the others marching across the stage as seniors will not be? You only get one freshman year. You only get one chance to distinguish and separate yourself from the pack in that freshman year. And if you do it correctly, you don't have to forego having fun as a freshman. It's not an either or. It's an issue of focus, intent. Right. And purpose. Right. And for example, and I won't stay on this too long, but if you understand that, you don't look for a summer job between semesters, between years. You look right. for an internship. Right. Both of them yeah. will pay for the beer and the burgers, but one, <laughs> come on, but one That's of them true. will separate you from the pack. Yes. And if you're looking for the internship, you can't wait until the spring of the year to start looking for it. You look for it in the fall. You make connections with your professors in the fall. You get references, commits from your professors fall semester for the spring internship interview. Yes, absolutely. Right? So yes. here's a discussion with high schoolers that has the potential to change the trajectory of their lives because the ones who take this to, uh, uh, action to heart will be the ones who will get the premium jobs four years from now when they graduate. Absolutely. Oh, I, as you're talking, I'm thinking about my stepdaughter because she took the advantage the first summer to study abroad. So she did. So that looks good because she had to get, you know, lots of applications to study abroad in, in Brazil. And then the next two summers, she interned at John Deere. And before yes. she started her senior year of college, she had an offer at John Deere. She's working there today. She'd already built up vacation time or, you know, a crude time towards her her um her oh gosh what do you call it when you when you grad when you when you retire that none of us have anymore your pension yes. she'd already pension, accrued, yes. yeah she'd already accrued things towards her pension and she did exactly that you're right she said i'm going to make sure that my time here is going to fulfill my opportunities as a for a career and it, it i was like wow i wish i would have had that same drive 
Yes. I mean, I did now, some things, but not those levels. The example I used, I spoke of early, sometimes your clients don't know what they need. So these high schools did not understand why this workshop was important until you start getting into it. And when they walk out, they walk out empowered mm -hmm. because they know most of their freshman peers did not get the workshop. Yeah. Most of their freshman peers will not be focused. Mm -hmm. That is a decided advantage. They'll still enjoy college, but they'll enjoy college with a decided advantage over their peers who did not have the same opportunity. And so that's what you do. It's a client-centric approach towards enabling them towards divine potential is what I call it. Yeah. Their maximum yeah. potential. Yeah. And sometimes those experiences, I was just thinking my freshman year of college, I thought I wanted to go into this really specific uh, um, area of psychological uh, treatment for, for children. And so I decided to volunteer at the hospital that was you know, right next door to my campus in that area. And I'll tell you what, my volunteer experience told me that I would not be able to, I, that was not the right choice for me. It was yes. not going to be a career that was going to be good for my mental health. And I learned that early on, but that experience was phenomenal. And that still looked really good on my resume. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And Mike, one of the things I hear, I hear this little voice because I know that there are uh, patrons and lovers of the arts out there. So I want to make sure that seriously, You're not dissing that, on the artists. <laughs> right. Well, because you can go to Juilliard. Yeah. There's nobody but artists there. Yeah. People in the musical arts. The thing, there's going to be one who graduates at the top of the class yeah. and, and one that's less than. There's going to be someone in the middle of the class that's going to get the best jobs yeah. because they went there focus and purpose. Yeah. So whatever your calling is, whatever your niche is, this applies to it. So regardless of what major you are, because the last thing I want someone to do when I use uh, the analogy of art versus neurosurgeon, don't chase the money. Right. Don't chase a vocation because you make more money, because you go there and lose your mind because that's not what you're designed to do. Right. So you, you chase your calling, but within your calling, whether it be arts or engineering, there are things you can do to maximize the value you bring to the art community, right? Yes. So I wanted to make sure I said that so someone doesn't go away, you know, um, <laughs> with, with the misinformation. Regardless of what community you've chosen as a career or vocation, you still have an opportunity to maximize the value or your contribution to that community. Yep. And the yep. greater the contribution, the greater the value, the more you get compensated. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think to your point, it's very, very valid that no matter what that is that you're pursuing, that the whole, uh, your success depends on how you stand out. I talk about that all the time in my shock your potential concept with the S it's stand out. How do you stand out? Because yes. it's a big world with a lot of people and it, you have to stand out in order yes. to be able to achieve the things that not only you want to achieve, but that are your calling. Absolutely. Uh, Wyman, you know, we could talk forever and ever and ever, and we're going to have all your contact information on our show notes. Um, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, because they say, I think I want to know more about uh, this WRW and how uh, they may be able to help me both Wyman and his lovely wife, Rosemary. What's the best way for people to find you? Well, the WRW International LLC, our company is, and can be found at just that 
www.internationalllc.com. I can be found at Wyman at WymanWinbush.com. That's my email. The website is WymanWinbush.com. On Twitter and LinkedIn, it's W Winbush, right? So at W Winbush for both of those. So I hope you'll find me, reach out to me. I love to correspond and I love to uh, talk about uh, just about anything under the sun. I'm a self-professed <laughs> polymath. It's you know, various interests uh, in there. And, and that's a result of, uh, the walk, the journey that I've had. I tell people, Michael, it's a difference between 30 years of experience and experiencing the same thing for 30 years. Yes. And so between being an aircraft commander and a uh, sales leader, sales coach, a, a pastor of men, a husband, wife, uh, a husband of the same wife for 32 years now, and uh, a father of three, uh, I've enjoyed the journey, but it's given me a wonderful perspective and I love sharing it uh, with people. And that's, that's the name Wisdom Broker. The wisdom I have is not my own. I simply broker it out as God gives it to me. Ah, love it. I love it. I just adore you so much. I'm always happy to talk to you. Now, before we go, I know you have some last words of wisdom or pearls of advice. So I'm ready. Lay them on us. Yes, I want to speak specifically to those who have served. Thank you for your service. I would be remiss if I did not say that. But remember, you bring a lot to the table. And I know a lot of times people worry about how does my uh, military career resume translate into the civilian thing. You would be surprised if one of the things uh, that the world needs right now in the business community is people who are resilient, people who are solid, sober thinkers, people who are not driven by emotions, people who are natural leaders and natural leaders don't take the uh, pulse of the polls before they decide. They make the right decision for the right reasons, not because it's politically expedient. And our business community, our world, our nation needs you. So that's my words of encouragement for all of our veterans out there. I love it. Wyman, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, but also your positive energy. You are a joy as always. Thank you for being our guest today. Thank you for having me. It's always a delight. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.